Welcome to What's Your Forte, the interview series presented by Bandology. Bandology is a proud Canadian nonprofit dedicated to more music for more kids via education, collaboration, and community. Hi, everybody. My name is Sandy Wright, and I'm the Music and Education Coordinator at Bandology. And today, I'm very excited to, to welcome Rajai Kabrasi onto this episode of our interview series. Rajai is a cybersecurity analyst in the financial sector and the lead singer of a Southern Ontario rock band called Adult Recreation Center. Welcome to the show, Ra. Thank you for having me, Sandy. Pleasure to be here. And uh, thank you, Bandology, for putting this series on. Big fan. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about music education. We're going to be talking about what you do. So can you briefly describe sort of your current position and what you do? Yep. So as, as you mentioned, I'm a cybersecurity analyst in the financial sector working for a bank. Uh, my position, I'm essentially part of a, a small but mighty group uh, who looks after everything from remote access to provisioning access to creating policies and procedures on how we can protect kind of data flow within the bank, uh, ensuring that no bad actors can get in and nothing uh, of confidentiality and nothing that's um, protected can essentially leave. Um, work with a great group of people, uh, and it's yeah, it's always a good time, and there's there's always something new, something interesting, starting out in this field, and it's it's just growing, right? And it's exploding. Every cybersecurity has become important for every organization mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, no, that's a very sort of like 21st century position. It's a very like in career that is needed at the moment, especially as like. Um, you know, the world goes online and especially this past year with everybody sort of doing this um, and trying to keep that information safe. Um, so uh, obviously you're not just here to talk about your work. You're also here to talk about uh, how you have um, been like a music maker for your sort of life. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about when, how did you first pick up an instrument? Yeah, for sure. So I was, a kid in uh, born in Jordan, and when I was about five or six years old, my parents put me in violin lessons, and so that was sort of my my gateway into the beautiful world that is music and that is the arts. Uh, from that, from then on, kept playing violin until I got to about uh, a teenager, kind of early uh, middle school years. And that's when I picked up singing as well as tuba. <laughs> <laughs> played that for a couple of years. It's a big <laughs> spectrum of instruments. I sing, I play violin and tuba. Yeah. What is, what is not a string instrument and not tiny? Tuba. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then from, from there in high school, more choirs, a community choir, church choir, uh, obviously school choirs. And uh, what sort of really pushed me in more into like vocal and singing and that kind of stuff was taking a great nine music class and that was uh, like on a whim almost. Uh, I realized that I needed mm. an arts credit <laughs> before graduating and <laughs> taking IB. There wasn't very much freedom uh, to pick yeah. electives past like grade nine or grade 10. <laughs> so I said, I asked my guidance counselor, what's still open? And he said, there's this uh, vocal music class of about 12 kids. Uh, the guitar class is full. The other music class is full. Uh, you want to do vocal music? And I said, absolutely. Glee was a big hit at the time. And I just mm-hmm. thought, hey, I could be Darren Chris or whoever 
I think that's an actor from Glee, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think his, I think you're right. His name's Darren Chris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, who knows? Maybe I can be a part of like a famous acapella group or something one day. That didn't happen, but uh, from from then on, never never really looked back and just kind of fell in love with singing solo because it was just really the focus was on choral singing right from before and uh, it kind of gave me the courage and i guess a little bit of experience that we had uh, <laughs> to start really pursuing it as a obviously not a solo career because i i sing with a band and i still sing with choirs but to be able to yeah to do it on my own not in a in a choral setting and then yeah, yeah from just then be on, a big hit at karaoke yeah exactly exactly and from then on yeah i just meeting friends, like-minded group of friends who also love to play music and kind of our, our, our strengths work well with each other and creating a band at all recreation center, as you said, at the beginning of, uh, of the segment, uh, yeah. And since 2015, I think 2016, something like that, we've just been playing together and different formations, but the same kind of core has, has stuck. So yeah. Yeah. What's the name of the band again? <laughs> it's adult recreation center have you heard of it <laughs> yeah i have just full disclosure oh, okay. to our general audience i'm also in the band adult recreation center um what uh, yeah oh sorry did, did you not know um <laughs> you you can't recognize me behind the masks um they're a wonderful band and all of you should check them out um so what sort of drew you um to sort of making sure you had music in your life as well as sort of pursuing like a very like obviously, as we said, sort of cutting edge, very vibrant sort of career path. Um, but also making sure that there was kind of like that music aspect, because it's not just the band. You also have done like a bunch of other stuff since then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of one of the only things where doing it can, I mean, lots of things that you do will we'll hit on this kind of idea, but it's, it's something that you can do and it brings pleasure to yourself, but then also the other people around you. Mm -hmm. I think that's the kind of special about the arts and music, right? Is that it's kind of an escape for the individual who's producing whatever it is. For me, it was singing and violin and uh, mostly singing the last few years. Uh, but then also the fruits of my labor, or I guess, you know, what I'm doing is going somewhere and hopefully impacting somebody in a positive kind of light. Right. And there's a, too many things in the world that, that, uh, that can give you that where it's kind of, you're putting yourself out there and it's almost medicine, right. For, for, for you, but then also can be medicine for other people or can be, uh, something that's positive and uplifting for other people as well. Yeah. That's a really like, important thing about music is that sort of community aspect that I find as when I'm doing my own teaching and when I'm also just, you know, playing music with people is that sort of the power of that community is really strong. Mm -hmm. um, do you find that like some of the things, the skills you built when you were like doing music, both when you were like learning it and also as an adult are like transfer into the sort of job you actually do have working in cybersecurity? Yeah. Oh, I think there's kind of two big big takeaways there and not even just in my current role, but sort of just in my career in academics, as well as uh, in the workforce, I guess. I'd say the two big ones, obviously the, the cliche 
one that I'm sure everybody can can think of is putting yourself out there, right? It's mm-hmm. it's rare that from a very young age, other than in music, maybe sports, that you're kind of just thrust in front of people and say and told, okay, make us entertained or make mm-hmm. us happy, or <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. So, uh, so that yeah, that idea of kind of just being vulnerable, whether it's you as a solo artist or you in a group, and expected to kind of entertain and regardless of how good you are or how old you are, there's still pressure there. Uh, So kind of being able to get that confidence, that courage early on has helped me in my career to be able to stand, you know, in front of anyone in the kind of the organizational chain, the pyramid chain in any company and to be able to talk to them as if we're equal, right. With a mutual respect uh, and to be able to give my opinion, to be able to share my, my thoughts without kind of being afraid to. So to, really the arts music really helped me to to do that um as the, the second one that i think is just as important is that sort of that failure aspect right there is no musician there's no artist in this world that picks up something and is just perfect at it and it's ready to perform right it's i'm sure you know sandy like it's there's kind of a scale right the better you are the more critical of yourself you are too so it's it's kind mm-hmm. of in in the arts you're never satisfied and and so that failure is so important uh in my current role right i don't know everything i need to rely on, on other people i need to rely on making mistakes to be able to learn and so in music it's the same way i practice so i can perfect something but i'm going to make a mistake and i have to be okay with that um and even kind of in situations where you are performing you kind of just you keep moving right that's what we're told as as musicians you make a mistake don't dwell on it keep moving so those 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 are two of the big ones so being not accepting failure but using it to move forward using it to improve yourself and uh, to be able to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and, and not be afraid to stand in front of people. Right. Yeah. No, those sort of performance skills, um, are really, really important, I think. And that's something actually that I haven't had a lot of people touch on. Um, there's sort of like the confidence of being in a team, but that sort of confidence of being in front of people is another sort of really big aspect to that. Um, I like what you said about the sort of importance of failure. Cause I think that's something that people, look out for and there's a lot of pressure with like young people like who are you know applying to university for the first time um uh then again a lot of people don't apply for university the second time that might just be me um (laughs) but uh applying to university for the first time or leaving university and going oh gosh i gotta go into the workforce or applying to apprenticeships and college and all these other like opportunities that you can pursue after high school even applying to like a part-time job you're not going to get every single thing that you go out for probably especially not in the long term i think both of us can attest to that and that sort of being comfort with like failure and not succeeding the first time um is a really important skill and it's a nice hopefully you have like a healthy safe space within your music education to do that um and be able to like fail into a place where it's like okay and that'll pick you back up and send it to there Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's a great point. And also just like, there's always going to be another performance kind of thing too, right? There's always going to be another job out there. If this program doesn't work out, maybe there's another one that's more suited for you or you're kind of the one door closes, another one opens kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a really, um, yeah, 
that's a really important thought, I think. Obviously, um, you've had music teachers, you've studied music, and you've also obviously had like a university and a high school career, um, and also, and you're a performing artist. Um, so can you talk a little bit about maybe sort of mentors you've had throughout your academics and your career, or maybe a little bit about, you know, any musical influences you have? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say from a young age, uh, obviously your parents kind of guide you to that the artistic realm, right? Uh, a lot of people aren't fortunate enough to find uh, art and 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 the, even you know music at a, at an early age. So, like, obviously, my parents really drove me towards towards that um, towards those passions, and because I think they valued and saw very a lot of importance in them as sort of uh, to mold to mold me as a person as well but then even just musically my middle school music teacher was langford barry uh, just seeing how music kind of ran through her life and how she used that to uplift other kids mm -hmm. it made me see from a very early age that i could use it in a very similar way right wow. so i'm sort of a big kind of driving force in the way that i live my life is kind of how can I also impact others at that same time and to be able to see a teacher doing that with music. And that's something that's, that's not really talked about a lot. Right. I mean, we do sell, you know, music is important and, and arts is important in education, but we always see those things kind of get cut, but then you see how it brings kind of the, the I don't want to say in the shadows, but a lot of the students that are on the outskirts, right. Brings them in, brings them into that community to touch on that, that, that word you said earlier, uh, and how it just, anybody can fit in. I, yeah, the way that she used that, uh, that's influenced me a lot. She was a major influence in my musical career, uh, and also just life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Be able yeah. Uh, and, and, and throughout that too, I mean, lots of, lots of people that are, weren't necessarily in music, but still valued the arts. Even my, uh, well, you know, my mentor, currently in my, in my, in my career and as a you know, cybersecurity professional, he's somebody who's very technical, but also appreciates and values music, spirituality, and art. And, you know, a lot of kind of these, the people that are high up in powerful positions, deep down, there's some connection to art there. And so for him to kind of encourage me, even, you know, in the workplace to, to ask me about how band is going to ask me about how my, my, my music interests, it's, it's, it's very inspiring and kind of influences me again to be able to, to, it's just kind of a reminder to know that to remember the importance of music and to end the arts uh, and to be able to use that. And then in terms of like music influences, specifically other artists, I don't know, people, I like the old kind of jazz standards, right. And those, those kind of the, the crooners back in the day, the Dean Martins, mm. the Frank Sinatra's and even kind of the modern day, Michael Buble. <laughs> I got compared yeah. to Michael Buble like once in my life. <laughs> <laughs> And I just have hung on to that. Uh, and so I really, you know, just the swagger that they had and, and mm -hmm. the ability, the way that they, they just kind of are generational. They, you know, they just, they continue on to live past their, mm -hmm. their time. Uh, and a lot of the way that they've kind of carried themselves in music and influenced other musicians even today. Yeah. Those were kind of major influences as well. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, for context, we don't sound anything like that. Does that no, recreation center? No, no, we don't. No. Uh, and that's a lot of my fault. Um, the thing you said about Ms. Langford Barry especially uh, stood out to me. Obviously, Bendology's sort of motto is more music for more kids by via education, collaboration, and community. And that community part where you talked about her sort of uplifting people and bringing people together who maybe wouldn't spend that time together other than through the outlet of music is really powerful. And it speaks to sort of how it's affected you um, and how you sort of saw it as she's not a role model because she was really good at music. She's not a role model because she was, I don't know, funny or other things that she might have been as a teacher, but she's a role model for how she positively touched her students. And that sort of ties into how you sort of want to approach um, the things that you do um, in your work and in your art. And that's really um, those kind of relationships are really important and can be clearly very foundational, um, which is sort of amazing, um, I think. And I know I have teachers like that. And I think um, we lose sight of that sometimes, especially like because you want to listen to music and if you're playing it, you want to sound good. But it's a lot more than just that. Mm-hmm. Um, to take sort of a little bit of a left turn away from sort of that, though, um, uh, and more towards the sounding good. Or actually, no, this can be a very community driven thing. But can you think of any sort of like musical or otherwise sort of career highlights that you can like think to and go, wow, I really was proud of that moment? Yeah. <laughs> this, this is a couple. So I told you that uh, I started out playing violin when I was like six or something. Um, so before we came to Canada, I think like a month or two before I was like at like a strings Academy or whatever. And the strings Academy as part of a promotion, got invited to like local television show, like a segment, oh, wow. morning segment. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> we played this, uh, whatever tune, I, I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, but then afterwards the, the host of the show is asking like, Oh, can somebody like, you know, something came up or she heard something. She goes, Oh, what's, you know, what's the difference between a violin and a cello? And I piped up like this seven, eight year old kid on live television, not knowing kind of the magnitude of who was watching or how many people were watching. It's a morning show, right? Morning shows get a good number of viewers. And I just put, oh, you know, this and this and this. And they go, wow. <laughs> so that was for me, like, I, I don't know why, but I always look back at that. That was kind of my first performance that just kind of stuck in music. Yeah. Um, and, you know, anytime I'm about to perform in front of somebody, no, no matter, you know, how the size or if it's me by myself or me with a band or me with a group of singers, let's reflect back on to that moment. I'm like, I want to be like that sort of naive seven, eight year old yeah. who just played music and talked about music and, you know, talked about something that they loved without any fear of yeah. you know, being embarrassed or whatever. So I try to kind of put, bring that mentality into any type of show or any type of, uh, entertaining that I do. Right. Um, so that was, that was probably the early, the early highlights and the early yeah. highlight reel. But then <clears throat> I got to sing with a lot of, with a lot of different choirs and a lot of sort of different venues. And each of those was special, uh, Cameron Heights choir when we played Kiwanis, right. To be able to sing and be in a, in an environment with other schools and other choirs who all are there for kind of this similar goal, but to share that again, community aspect, mm. all doing something that we love and singing kind of very powerful music. 
Um, that was another major highlight. And then obviously the band, you know, with, with, with my band, I get to play every week with some of my best friends, you know, in, in the whole world, <laughs> people who I love. And so to be able to share that every single week with, with, with people, I think is very, very special. Uh, we've had highlights as well, right? We got to play, uh, weddings and we've played shows for our friends and even for people we don't know. Uh, and to be able to play at somebody's wedding, I know it's kind of yeah. silly at times. Some people, Oh, it's a wedding band. Like we're, we're not a wedding band, but to be able to get invited to a, a friend of mine, it was kind of a close friend and, and another, you know, another aspect outside of band to get invited to play his wedding and to share that special day with, with him and his, and his wife, uh, that's a, that's a huge highlight, right? It's, it's yeah. somebody's parts of their day and to be able to be a part of that and to sing that was, yeah, that's just a, that's a hoot. That's a, that was a party. <laughs> that was really fun. Um, so that's, that's sort of a, a, another one of those major, major highlights for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. And again, and this is coming up as a theme, but it's that sharing music with other people. That's such a beautiful sort of thing. And again, obviously it helps you be, build confidence to be in front of those other people. Cause it's stressful being on stage. I like oh, yeah. it's, it's tension inducing. I've done, I do it a lot. Um, relative to the general population, uh, not relative to some other people like musicians I know who are doing it all the time, but like I do it a lot and it's nerve wracking. Um, um, but it's one of those things that it's very like powerful. Um, of an experience and that can impact you very stressfully or it can impact you very joyfully. Um, and I'm glad that you have some of those like more joyful moments, um, sort of littered because those are the ones that you want to remember. Not all the times you hit a B flat when you should hit a B. Um, Um, yeah. (laughs) And I was sorry. And the one obvious major, major one was playing or recording an EP or recording an, you know, an album for with adult recreation center. Right. I mean, that's, that's something some people dream their entire life of doing and to be able to do that at a young age, again, with, 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 with people that I love to play music with, there's just so much more that we can do now. Right. And being able to look forward to that and to use that as like a, you know, a way to propel, propel ourselves even forward in, in music. It's uh that's a major highlight as well. Yeah, no, that was very, that was very fun. The album is called artifacts and uh, <laughs> it's available on all streaming platforms. Um, uh, oh, that felt bad. That didn't feel good. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, we sort of touched on this a little bit, but if you had to sort of summarize this question um, or summarize your thoughts on this concept, um, why is music education important to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, it's just, just a part of my molding of a, you know, by <laughs> from bringing me to childhood through adulthood and everything in, in between. And I molded the person who I am today. And like I said before, the way that I try to live my life, not even in a music sense, right? Just the way that I interact with people on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as an example, right? You, when you're playing with a band, when you're playing in a choral set- setting or you're playing with other musicians and kind of like an instrumental band, right? There are people that make mistakes around you but you can't dwell on those. You can't point those people out and say, Hey, you suck or anything like that. Right. Because mm-hmm. you're working on something together. Um, and so to be able to 
have music teach me a lot of those life lessons, right? Of just that respect to be, maybe able to put myself out there without fear, obviously nervousness. And, and you always have those butterflies, uh, but sort of just saying, you know, I, I, I was able to do it as a child. Why can't I do it now? And to be able to use a lot of those experiences, to just better yourself and to be well-spoken in front of people, to be confident, right? A lot, that, that confidence it's worth so much. And, and as you move throughout your career, whether it's in education or, or in, in kind of the workforce, right. Just to be able to be confident and stand behind what you're doing, no matter, uh, you know, what others may perceive it as, but if you're proud of it, then nobody can kind of take that away from you. So that's kind of the, the importance of music. And for me, uh, throughout my kind of, it molded me and it made me to the person who I am today. That's a very eloquent approach to describing those feelings of um, sort of confidence and the ability to collaborate in a positive way instead of sort of and bring and support people around you um, through those kind of their challenges um, and to be okay with the fact that, you know, not everything's going to go right every time. Um, and, you know, I like the bit that uh, you being on national television as a child was enough to like inspire <laughs> your entire, you know, approach to the future. So one of the most important parts of all these interviews is our fast five questions, which are, you know, rapid fire, top of your head, set of like fun questions, not super related to what we've been talking about, um, but just sort of get to know you questions. You ready? I guess so. Okay. First question. What is the instrument you wish you played? Uh, I'd probably say piano. That's a good answer. It's kind of boring. It's obviously a boring answer, but, uh, that's something that, uh, yeah, I wish I could play. No, that's not a boring answer. There's no boring answers. There's just honesty. It's music, Um, maybe. (laughs) It's it's all wonderful. Um, do you have uh, a hidden talent and what is it? All my talents are known to the world. Unfortunately, something that I'm very proud of is my mouth trumpet. Which, if you ever come to a live show, you may hear, but you won't hear it here, folks, because okay. Zoom it censors mouth trumpets. It doesn't. But it's not. It doesn't come through. The audio quality just isn't high enough to showcase your mouth trumpet. Next question, um, good sir. <laughs> uh, so, what is your um, the favorite concert you've ever attended? My favorite concert. Uh, remember when we were like in elementary school and they would take us and there would be this dude playing guitar for 17 different schools. No, I'm kidding. That's not, <laughs> I don't know. His name. I think his name was Eric Traplin. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It's amazing. Children's he's actually an amazing, that man is an amazing children's musician. Uh, and I admire him very much. He's very worked very hard for a very long time. Um, he's a very great guy. <laughs> no, but one of my favorite concerts, <clears throat> Other than like some of the, the KW Symphony shows that they put on uh, the, the pop series and even that the Christmas show where it just it's community galore mm-hmm. where there is, you know, dance groups and police officers in the community, junior symphony, their you know, KW Symphony. Those are amazing to attend. And if you're ever check out your local symphony, if you never have, I mean, most people on bandology will probably probably have, but those are amazing concerts. But so the one that stands out was going to see Mumford and sons in Niagara on the lake in a field. They just put up gates 
and they packed in like, oh, wow. I think 30,000 different, 30,000 people on a field, set up a stage and they just rocked it. They were incredible to see live and everybody was, yeah, really, really into it. So that was uh, one of my favorite concerts to attend. That's so cool. It sounds slightly chaotic, but in a very fun way. No. Um, <laughs> so what is your, uh, you could live anywhere in the world. Where would it be? Well, anywhere in the world. Well, Kitchener Waterloo is not a pretty bad, not a bad place, no? but, uh, no, <laughs> I like, uh, I like cycling. So I think it would have to be somewhere kind of mountainous, uh, and Switzerland has some pretty beautiful mountains and mm-hmm. beautiful landscapes. So probably somewhere in Switzerland or some small town in France, that's kind of just sitting in a, in a valley somewhere near mountains. That's, that would probably be somewhere that, uh, I would love to live or at least you know, be there for a few years or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, I know somebody who lived in Switzerland. She actually really enjoyed it. So good call. Okay. Oh. Um, but, uh, last question, fast five. What's the last show you binge watched? Good question. Uh, a show called Ted Lasso season one, because I wanted to be prepared for season two. That's a great show. I really enjoy that show. Um, good taste. I will say, um, do you have any advice to sort of young musicians or interested kind of maybe in your specific career pathway and like working in like your field? Again, another one of those cliches, but don't be afraid to, to put yourself out there and to try different things, right? My background wasn't in, in tech at all. It was in healthcare, right? And so mm-hmm. health sciences uh, oh. and just by essentially networking, I was able to land a position at a hospital in kind of information management technology. And from there, I found my path to cybersecurity. And so you never know what door is going to lead where, Mm -hmm. um, and whether it's kind of, maybe you're dabbling and you don't want to play a certain genre of music, right. And you're really set on wanting to learn something new or a different instrument, just try it. Right. You have nothing, you have nothing to lose. And especially if you're at that age where you're still in school, right. There's, yeah, you're still so young and you're still, there's still so much to learn. And like I said before, learning from failure is, is so important. And so if you try something and you don't enjoy it, there's more, this is endless options out there. So don't be afraid mm-hmm. um, to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to try, look for people in that field. If you're interested in something, reach out to people. Don't be afraid uh, to shoot a message. You know, we're so connected in this world, like LinkedIn, right. Or, or social media, or even it's, if it's an artist that you like, there's no harm in sending them an email, right. What's the worst that's going to happen. They don't respond. You're at the same, same position that you were in at the beginning, right. Except you tried something um, and you're, you might be proud of it, right. Just to be able to reach out. So yeah, it's it, it, enjoy enjoy the moments you have creating art with people. Savor those um, and be thankful for them because a lot of people don't get to experience that and don't get to see kind of their art flourish in their own mind and their self, as well as how it impacts the people around them, whether it's their family, whether it's their friend, or whether it's their audience. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> No, that's great advice. Um, especially the bit about like savoring those because those opportunities are rare and it's very amazing that we get to share them, especially, um, 
during this particular period of time where it is extraordinarily hard to make those sort of community connections. Um, and though we are in a sort of extraordinary time, um, do you have anything sort of coming up, any projects, any exciting things that are happening in your sort of like musical career or otherwise, if you've got like an event? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, obviously the, the big one during this, these tough times was releasing an EP, recording and releasing mm -hmm. an EP. Um, so if you haven't said it before, check it out <laughs> on all streaming platforms. Um, no, this is not a, not, not an ad for the band, but, uh, <laughs> we are working on a live, uh, essentially a live stream of, of us playing songs off of that album, that EP, um, and sort of a live setting, live recording and, and, and releasing that, um, at the end of August, September timeframe. So you know, follow us on social media if you're interested. And if you listen and you enjoy it, then keep your kind of ear to ear to the ground, nose to the ground. I don't know what that, what the ear to the ground, I feel is appropriate ground. with the music. Why would you thing? put your nose to the ground when things start to open back up again, which is everybody's favorite phrase these days, <laughs> the band can, can start playing some shows. And if you're in kind of the Waterloo region, KW area, hopefully we'll be somewhere nearby. And if not, then maybe we'll hopefully also be somewhere near, near you as well. Hashtag cross Canada tour, adult recreation center, 2022. 2022. Uh, yeah, that'll be, that would be amazing. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It's been so much fun to talk to you about this stuff. Um, again, You've been listening to Rajai Kabrasi, Talk to Me, Sandy Wright, the Music and Education Coordinator at Bandology as part of Bandology's live stream interview series. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for watching and have a great day, everybody. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you heard, you can learn more about our organization at bandology.ca, which features information about music education, advocacy and research, and our play a gig and Bandcamp programs. Follow us on social media for more videos, performance, and interviews on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.